All right, we're back with episode 31 of the Malapert Smart Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Whoever out there has bumped into our lowly show, uh, I got Vlad, the wrestling expert, on with me. The classic lineup of just you and me, the original lineup from the first episode. Say hello, Vlad. Let me, let's introduce you. You go, you go, please. Say hello. Hello, everybody out there that appreciates wrestling talk and appreciates the work that Kahan specifically puts in to get this show uh, out there every week. Ah, well, I don't do that much work, you know, but but I do. Uh, I hope there's someone out there that this is useful to just to give like a few minutes of entertainment. It's better to listen to somebody talk sometimes than to just be in dead silence in your own headspace. So if you guys could uh, get a pair of headphones, wireless earbuds, and listen while you're working, maybe. If you're a security guard, that would be a good time to use us, watch the wrestling shows, and come listen to our reviews afterwards. But I've been looking forward to this show today. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I had a bad week, went through another breakup. As you know, Vlad, Vlad is my friend off the air, too, so we've already talked about this. I don't want to go into it, but, you know extra pissed off a little extra pissed off this week and i'm gonna i'm gonna take it out on aew i'm gonna take out everything i'm gonna lay it into them we're gonna go through collision today we're gonna go through dynamite we're gonna go through collision from saturday dynamite from wednesday and uh we're gonna pick it apart the way they don't want us to we're gonna go scene for scene but uh other than that how's your throat vlad i know you you had a little health scare a little couple weeks back you, you is that all clear or what How, how's that working i mean i still have i didn't do anything with, with my tooth but it seems like my throat is okay so it seems like i'm just gonna let it ride and see what, what happens so yeah eventually i might still have to get my wisdom tooth um because it's impacted might have to get it surgery that's the source of this tooth. whole fucking thing your wisdom tooth man that sucks but that's believable I could believe that. Well, yeah, it could cause it could cause technically it could cause an infection, but I don't think it did in this case because I was better the next day. But something was, I was feeling something in my throat. I don't know, whatever. Well, get this for a hypochondriac one, man. Like this morning, I woke up and I, I guess, I guess I've been doing it not just this last night, but regularly. I guess I sleep for some reason. My calf muscle like tightens up while I'm sleeping, and I don't realize this. So it's all just tight the whole night, I guess. Maybe it's like just all my tension or stress or whatever. And then when I wake up and I move it just a little bit just to do nor- something normal, and then I pull it. Like I literally pulled my calf oh. <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> you know, because it's been tense and stuck this whole time. And then suddenly I wake up and I want to just move my leg a little bit. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> right, right when you wake up. You're uh, I'm completely in pain, and then you're just hmm. I I literally got injured in my sleep this morning as soon as I woke up, the, the instant never, I woke up. I've never heard of straining your calf sleeping. That's the first. How do, I know. You when you're know, getting old, man. When you're getting old, I, it's just. I know this is. I know we're we have a lot of wrestling stuff, but how are you sleeping that you're? Like your legs are in these weird positions or something that you're like it's why is it so tense why specifically your calf i don't know why my calf is all tense i just you know it's it's just like i'm just i don't know why 
I don't know why. You sleep on your stomach or on the side? or how do you I sleep, sleep on the side usually. I go from one side to the other side to the other side. So, But I don't think that has really anything to do with it. It's just I, I don't think about it. It's not consciously happening. Like It just happens at some point while I'm sleeping. Yeah. That was, that was a new one this morning. Yeah. But anyways. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I just wanted to give you that tidbit. But I've been looking forward to hanging out with you today, Vlad, you know. I've been all depressed and pissed off, so let's do yeah. this. Well, before we get into AEW, and uh, I'm going to be extra malapert today, you know. By the way, if the fans don't know what malapert means, it means a disrespectful little punk, basically, is the way I would put it. Someone who's not willing to show respect to someone who's higher up than you. In our case, people in the wrestling business who've been there, done that. We're just two Joe Schmoes, but we're going to rip on this shit tomorrow, today like there's no tomorrow. And uh, just for uh, my own amusement, join the party. Let's all just rip on bad modern wrestling. But before I want to get to the, our AEW reviews, I want to talk about a couple topics, I guess. Uh, usually I have a main topic or a main thing that happened in wrestling from the week to start the show because I just want to start off the show hot, you know. But uh, we don't have one of those this week. It's kind of a lame week in wrestling. <laughs> it was all right. Uh -huh. We'll talk about some of the stuff that happened. But I want to talk about CM Punk just because he disappeared out of the news a little while back when he got fired. But it's been a, a few weeks since all that has kind of boiled over and, you know, settled down. But uh, we don't have any news about whether he's going to be going to WWE. We hear rumors about him possibly at Survivor Series because it's in Chicago. Uh, we don't have any... Um, real sources okay we're not we don't claim to be a news reporter or a, a no. wrestling uh reporting uh website or something we're just guys who watch the show and talk about uh, what we think of the show but we get a sense of the wrestling business and the goings-on in the back right we have a little sense of it so i guess that's just what i want to yeah. ask you at this point it's october 20th uh yeah. survivor series is coming up i guess at the end of november or whether it's Survivor Series or not, or something else, what what is your gauge at this point, at this minute, about what people are saying and whether he's gonna make the jump and they'll take him back? WWE will take him back. Triple H, that is. What do you think, Fled? I don't know, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see it. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of Punk. I love his work. I think he's a he's a very good worker. He's obviously very skilled on the mic. So he's, he's got the total package as a wrestler, like everything you kind of want. He's a interesting character. Like I said, puts on good matches, um, very believable. Uh, so I don't know, I'd like to see it, but obviously there, there have been some talk of like WWE might not be interested. You know, I've read that. Who knows what the truth really is? Who knows what's really going on? I'm hoping that they can mend some I guess, you know, just mend some bridges or, you know, and just get get back to, you know, get back to some sort of working relationship and then they could just, you know, work together and make, uh, because it, it will make them money for sure. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they have to like, I don't know. Is I guess my point, because there's a lot of guys that supposedly have feet with him that are in the top spots. Like, I guess Seth Rollins, they're saying, I don't I it seems kind of dumb because in the old days it wouldn't have even been a what's this question it made as long as the guy wasn't a psycho 
and it made sense financially. But, <laughs> but that's the issue. He kind of has been known to be a psycho re in recent times, and and even when he was there, he kind of burned bridges, and they're just like, yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of getting the sense that that Meltzer report that they just don't want him back is kind of true. I'm starting to feel yeah. that way, personally. It's just my personal gut feeling that I think they just rather not have the headache. Yeah, it's good for business, but business is all right. There's no, there's no like real. If there was like a dead spot, or maybe a, a couple of baby faces were out, or they, you know, they needed somebody, and or in, in particular, like if some some guys got injured. But at this point, they seem like they're doing fine, and they don't want the headache. They don't want him coming in, trying to twist his creative around, or disagreeing with what they want him to do. They're just like, nah, forget this guy. And uh, I might be wrong, but I'm getting the sense that it's over. So. Um, I think it's possible, yeah, that they might not want him back. And I agree. I said it's a possibility, but I, I just want, as selfishly for my own, as my own, you know, my own views and my own wrestling, um, you know, beliefs. I'd like to see him come back to WWE, have one more run, and see what comes with it. Now, yes, you're right. You, you could say that he was quote unquote psycho in AEW, but is it was he the psycho, or was just that whole? environment psycho you know i don't know sure he had some beeps in wwe but i don't remember him ever like having i don't remember him ever having to like like having fights backstage or he probably had some some, some stuff goes on that goes on regularly in every but nothing like he had an aw i mean aw was a totally different animal uh, and i think it's more than that that environment is quote-unquote psycho more than punk is psycho in my opinion that's just my opinion though that could be true, but we do still have the whole thing about him not getting along with the writers and that being an issue. So I think sure. they're just like we don't we don't really need this guy to come in and start stirring shit up and causing trouble. It's it's, it's a creative issue. He probably wants. I, sorry, but yeah, I, sorry. I I think yeah, he wants he wants to be high up on the show. Maybe they're not going to give him all that, you know. Especially considering how he left, I don't think they're going to bring him back as you know the hero. That uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how they could do it. I don't see how it, they're not going to give him everything that he's wanting. They want him. They, he's going to want to look good when he goes in there. I think they would take him back if he would be just like accept the role of being a mid card guy and have a good attitude about that. They'll probably take him. Right. But I don't see it happening personally. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they got too much, too, too many things going on. The Roman thing and Cody and they're they're leading to and everything else. I just think. They don't want to throw a wrench into what they've already got going on, stuff that they've planned yeah. for, for too long. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe someday. But also he can't do the work. Like, WWE will probably want him to work a little more, do house shows and stuff. He can't. He, yeah. he can't. He's old, you know? But anyways, let's move on from Punk, unless you have anything to say. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could work out some sort of deal where he doesn't have to do house shows. I mean, I doubt... I don't know how many house shows Cody's doing or how many house shows Roman is doing. You know, I'm sure he could work out some sort of deal. Have to do a lot of it's house CM shows. Punk, dude. CM Punk is desperate for a job. They're not desperate for CM Punk. He wants to go there because I don't think he wants his career ending at AEW getting fired. Absolutely. I agree with that part. I don't think he's like, it's not like he's desperate for money, but he's also, I'm sure he's like, he's desperate for, as you said, his the way his career ended in AEW is not very attractive right it's not like not the way you want to be remembered 
uh, going out. And he'd like one more run it with the big with the big time, you know, at the big time. So yeah, I agree. But we'll, I'll agree with you in principle that there seems to be some problems with it, and it might not happen. But let's let's just see how it all develops, I guess. All right. Um, so the second story I wanted to talk about was Vince McMahon, because I don't know mm. if you heard that he's out of creative now, in uh, yeah. out of as as uh, not involved in creative at all. I guess they they handed it over to Triple H. So yeah. the thing I wanted to discuss about was the merger, because when it happened, I really didn't really want to discuss it on this show because I didn't really understand the implications or what the heck, and. Uh, I think at this point now it's starting to the implications are starting to show because the whole company together UFC and WWE I don't really understand it perfectly but the way I understand it is they're one company now and they merged for some reason I don't see the benefit of this personally and I don't know why Vince would have done this I don't get it I just don't understand it I don't I guess there was business benefits but how could you just Give away he he gave away his company basically, you know, he does he's not in control anymore. He's not in control of the WWE side. Someone else is Ari Emanuel, I guess is the name I'm right. hearing a lot. Yeah. Is the president of everything combined, and Correct. they wanted Vince out as creative because he just has a bad reputation of, you know, changing things up at the last minute and things not making sense really greatly sometimes. Although he has a great booking record also, but he's been pushed out, and. Uh, so so now it's becoming apparent what all this, how this is all going to shape up. What do you think of the sale? What do you think of Vince selling the company? You know, basically, he's he's still part of it in a way, but he doesn't have com yeah. complete control. So no, at this point, it's over. What we used to know as WWE and Vince McMahon being the owner of it is over. So. Is, yeah, but is there, is there, is, has there been a difference in programming? I don't see any difference. There's no difference in programming, but I'm just thinking of it from Vince McMahon's point of view. Why would you want to so so not what? have control of your company? Don't you have any pride? Like, dude, you want to have a company that's yours. He he's has an built... old man. He's, he's, but what, he's, was, what was the he's point of the merger? I, well, he, I'm sure he gets a fat check. That's it? Sure just he's... the money? Yeah, he's, he got $3 billion in, like, stocks or something like that. that well, Dude, it's he's he's an old man. He, he, this is it makes sense for him. It makes sense probably for the company. Now they need to get like a TV deal, you know, for their TV deal. Yeah, it's fine. He's he doesn't have full control, but anymore. But it it it's it was bound to happen anyways because he was getting older and and things like that. So I I don't think. Unless there's some, something that happens specifically to the product that becomes just crazy, I don't see it as a big deal at all. And as far as Vince not having a role in creative, well, that's probably a good thing, honestly. He's not really that great as far as booking, uh, historically. Yeah, he's had some moments, probably, but in reality, he's not really a booker. He doesn't know how, he doesn't know how to book wrestling, I'm sorry. He's a good promoter of things. And that's what his strengths are, a, a businessman and a promoter. But as far as booking wrestling, that takes a different type of skill. And he's never really been good at that. And you could see he's never been good at that for most of the time in WWE, especially in the 90s and, and after the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era, it's not really a credit to him. You know, it kind of, it fell in his lap. It went crazy. He kind of told the wrestlers to, to you know, 
I don't know what the hell is going on. I need some help here. You guys got to be figure it out for yourselves. How do we get start beating WCW? And that's what happened. They started just being a little bit more aggressive, more like to their characters, more realistic. And that has nothing to do with them. So any credit that goes to him for the booking side, to me, is, is almost nil. He's not a great creative booker. He, I, I've always felt that way. His strengths lie in promotion. He's a great promoter. He's a great businessman. He's a smart fucking guy. He's not crazy like Tony Khan. You know, he's not absolutely nuts. He's an old school business guy. And that's where his strengths are. As far as booking, you know, maybe he's come up with some good ideas throughout the years. I mean, he's been involved with so long, you would think, right? I don't really know which ideas are specifically his. I know he's always had guys in the that work for him, guys like, you know, Pat Patterson and and all those other agents that have worked with them that have probably come up with most of the ideas, to be honest with you. So I, I don't think the strengths play in that, and I don't think it matters that he's in creative or not. Uh, you know, I think Triple H probably being in creative makes the most sense at this point of both of their lives. Triple H is younger. Yeah, I know somebody's going to say, well, Triple H almost had a heart attack, and he almost died himself. Well, sure, sure, but he seems to be fine now, and, good, and he's most likely going to outlive Vince, right, you would think. So... You know, I think it's 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 fine that things are the way they are, and, and Vince is just gonna sit, be still have a big say in things, and collect his money at this point, and it's fine. All right. And he still has a big say. I still has a big say, so I don't think it's a big deal. I know I went on this rant, uh, you know, like I'm hating on Vince McMahon. I don't think I'm hating on him. I gave him full credit for where his strengths are. He's a great businessman and a great promoter of things. He's just not a good booker, and so it's fine that he's not creative. I mean, yeah, it's fine from our end. We don't. I don't really yeah. mind. I'm just thinking about it. Like if I was Vince, I would be pissed off, and I don't think this is what he bargained for or what he expected. I yes, can't imagine exactly I what it was. I can't imagine. I can't imagine think, is that that do he's like. Do you think when the deal happened, he didn't realize what was happening? Of course, he knew. He's not an idiot. Unless you say he's out of his mind, he just woke up the next day and the next week he's like, oh my God, I don't have control of my company. They've been planning this for many, many months, maybe years. It's not like something that they just woke up the day later or the week later, like, oh my God, I don't have control of my company Okay, anymore. all right. Well, if he knew that he could possibly get pushed out of creative with, this, with the new management and the new hierarchy, okay. But I just, I still don't see why he would sell the company then. Just because we've never talked about this on the show. It's the first time. I'm just saying... It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you fucking want to sell the company or, or not not have the power anymore, not have full control? Like, just keep it. Like you said, he's an old man. What the fuck do you need billions and billions of dollars for? You have you own WWE. You always own WWE. It was your father's company. Okay, Stephanie sure. or, or Shane don't want it. Somebody wants it. Give it to somebody. Give it to, like, Austin Theory or did. something. He just did. No, he just gave it to somebody. They merged with the... Huge company. No, he should have gave it to someone. It. Should have gave it to someone close to him. Like he should have had a protege, like a son, like a you know. Cornswoggle. So, so, so yeah, so. He <laughs> <laughs> should have given the whole company to Hornswoggle. All right. Geez. Fine. Okay. Well, I don't. I got your point deal. of view I, about it. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Is the bottom line. I think it was bound to happen. These things in business, companies merge. Like these huge companies merge all the time. And uh, it's just part of the business. WWE was so big now that it's now, you know, you could merge with another company like this. And, and 
It could be fine. I, I just don't see, I don't see the freaking point. The, the the big thing I heard was, oh, since you have two companies, now you, you don't have to have like two accountants or two uh, marketing guys or whatever. You could, you could just have one. So that's the thing. You save money. It's all about money. They already have billions, and they're thinking of more ways to make more money. Like, get out of here with the money, dude. Stop it, dude. Stop it. You have enough money. Okay. Look, I'm not sure. Well, I admit, like, I, I'm out of my depth. I don't know, but I'm sure Vince, being the businessman that he is, it might, it must have made sense business-wise to make this merger. I don't know. I don't. You know, okay, it gonna, makes sense business-wise. Like it. it made him money. Yeah, yeah. He's already made money. No. Okay, it makes sense business-wise, but his <laughs> business is doing fine. They're fucking. They're a billion-dollar company. Like they've been doing great. They're on a roll. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, my mind is blown. My mind is blown. But yeah. I would never I, give up WWE. Reason, reason mine is it, I don't know. I've never give up WWE if I had WWE. If my children didn't want it, then I'd, I'd find like my nephew or someone, who, somebody wants it, you know? Yeah, you say that now, but not if you've had it for like 55 years and you're, and you're in your 80s. Sure, it sounds great when you're in your mid-30s, but when you're almost 80 years old, I think there's a you're looking at some other aspects of things. So I can see it from Vince's point of view as well. Okay, well, let's move on from that. We got modern wrestling to talk about, modern shows. Uh, from I'd rather this talk about this, week. honestly, but fine. Let's, let's <laughs> move on, you're right. These first two subjects are actually quite interesting and quite good. Now we have to talk about uh, AEW. Well, we'll start with AEW. WWE first before we get to the main okay. event, AEW. Let's start with some <laughs> things that happened on Raw couple of things sure um there was a tag title change at Fastlane, right that's right and we had this discussion about how you said i think it's okay because cody now gets a path to smackdown with the undisputed tag team mm. titles and a path to roman mm. reigns right yeah i did i did say that mm. and then the next week on raw the judgment day got a rematch and they basically uh, lost their titles at one week one was it one week later or a little more than a week uh, later maybe nine maybe two uh, two weeks, maybe two weeks later. Two, two weeks. weeks later, okay. okay, so this this was the match. It was uh, Jay Uso and uh, Cody Rhodes against the Judgment Day on Raw. It was a good match, long, kind of a long yeah. match. But I'll just skip to the ending and and the booking to see uh, how it, how what uh, what happened. And it was Jimmy Uso came out of nowhere when Jay Uso was gonna you know kind of take over the match. It seemed and gonna go on a roll to win jimmy came out of nowhere after on smackdown roman yep. enlisted him to get the titles off of them i thought they might have a match with them i thought they might lead towards a cody and jay uso versus jimmy and solo match but no they just ended up costing them this match and right. that and jim jimmy is there kind of to gloat and uh finn balor's there to celebrate so they got they got the Judgment Day, this is a scene we've seen a couple times now of them uh, gloriously holding a bunch of title belts. And Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso are left to uh, be dejected, and they worked hard. They had a, a few title defenses. I know they defended it once on SmackDown, but... Uh, yeah, they had a couple. Anyways, let's talk, discuss this booking now. Now how does Cody get to Roman Reigns? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually dead. So I I don't know. I I don't have an answer for that. I don't know where that. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that they lost. 
I, you know, I have to be honest. So I don't really know where it's all leading. Um, I was kind of with you. I, in, in your thinking at, at the very least, uh, that I thought it was going to lead to uh, Jay and uh, and Cody taking on maybe Jimmy and and uh, Solo, or but then eventually somehow it lead to Cody and Roman down the line. I guess it could still happen with Cody and Roman, but I just don't know how we get there after. Now that they don't have the tag belts, and I guess they can't go. He can't go from Raw to SmackDown, right? Technically anymore. When you're the champions, I guess you can go to any show. That's the rule that they made. But now he's not the champion anymore, so I don't know where that leads him. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm as baffled by it as you are because they had that stare down, right? On that. Yeah, it made that, sense. That's... It all made sense a little bit. They were like, okay, we're leading to this. That's that's kind of cool, but uh, it I all... mean, I didn't see I didn't see today's SmackDown, so I don't know if anything was talked about as far as that goes or anything like that. But I'm just saying, for me, I also agree with you. It doesn't completely make sense in how we get to where we really need to go, right? Which is Cody and Roman, which was something we all want to see. Uh, again, and hopefully we have the right result this time, but we don't really know how we're going to get there at this point. I guess he could just win the Royal Rumble. and uh, we'll that would be that. The, Yeah, that would be the one way for sure that he gets it. But he already won the Rumble last time, so are they going to have him win again? I guess they could. Why not? People have won the Royal Rumble back-to-back times, right? Is, is that Alorak or something? Oh, is that Alorak yeah, or something? I actually oh, was at my feet. I accidentally almost kicked her. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she she got up. Yeah, let's let let's have let's let Alora have an appearance on the show. She hasn't been on the show in yeah. a little while. Yeah, yeah, let her come up. Let her have her say a few words. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> say, oh, say hello. What's up? Hello, hello. She don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, it's all right. All right, all right. Anyway, she's anyways. like she's she's the to- she's the Tony Khan of dogs. It's okay. What? Why? Why is she the Tony Khan of dogs? You just know you said she doesn't know what's going on. It made me think of uh, Tony Khan. Oh, she doesn't. Yeah, she's she's on the show, but she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, all right. She's, she's so a great surprising dog. booking. I think people were kind of surprised that it just the the titles are getting yeah. ping pong back Absolutely. and forth a little. I guess it could get ping pong back again if they're gonna sure have a third. Maybe match. they have a rematch and win, and maybe they win again. But I, that's kind of dumb. You don't want to. You don't want to just keep, like you said, ping pong, the tag team titles like that. You know, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe what you said also is right. He's going to have to win the Royal Rumble again, and that'd be the only way. But yeah, know, maybe that whole easy. thing was just to have that one segment where they faced off all dramatic. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, it's, just, it's like some sort of tease, but it doesn't you know it doesn't lead to anything for quite a long time, possibly. All right. Well, the only other thing on Raw, I guess that I'll. I don't. I hesitate to mention it. I don't even really want to mention it. But it's uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, and Drew Ooh. McIntyre has been uh, helping uh, Seth Rollins keep his title by keeping Judgment Day from cashing in on him. So right. they're going to have a fair match at Crown Jewel and for the world. I, I know we've discussed that this World Heavyweight Title is, is kind of a bad idea in general. We don't like it, no. but for the sake no. of the show, let's just play along with this. This is a World Heavyweight Title match. Do you have any yeah. uh, feeling that Drew McIntyre could win at Crown Jewel? No, no. I think zero. he should. Zero. I think he should go over. Technically, based on how strong the characters are on the show, I think Drew McIntyre is the stronger fighter. But I don't know. I think it'd be weird. I think it'll be interesting to see how they make him lose if they lose. If he loses, 
I don't think they want Drew McIntyre to go out clean. To he's still an asset to them, even though he hasn't been like at the top of the card. He, he beat Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title. He almost right. beat Roman. You know, he's one of the guys that they said should have beat Roman if he if there wasn't interference. So they obviously make him look strong. Sure. So sure. I could see him beating Seth Rollins, but you don't think so, huh? No, no, I don't. But he did have. You know, he finally cut a decent promo. He talked about kind of the same things you were just talking about, how he won, he beat Brock Lesnar for the title, but there was, that was during COVID, during the pandemic when it first started. So it was in front of, so he was the champion in front of the empty crowd. He never really got to experience winning in front of like, you know, whatever it is, 80,000 people, 70,000 people. They discussed all that, talked about how he was screwed he can, over by the bloodline. Yeah, that he was screwed over by the bloodline. That was a big thing. He can't let it go. Yeah, he can't let it go. He can't get over it. Uh, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so it was, it was a decent so, promo. Like, you're right. It's a good good fire in it. Yeah, it was probably the best promo he's cut in a while. And, and this is probably, I mean, I'm not saying anything about him as a worker. Or obviously, no, I think Rollins is a good worker. I just, you know, I don't care about any a lot of the stuff that he's in. Uh, it seems very secondary and, and things like that. So it has nothing to do with their work. It's just nothing really captivating about this at all for me. Okay. And you think Rollins is going to go over? Yeah, I do. Clean. I do. You think he's just going to beat him clean? or the, I mean, I don't see who could get involved. Who, oh, the no, Judgment we, Day, I guess. The Judgment Day. The Judgment Day could. There That's could be a cash-in, I guess, at Crown Jewel. That's, That's a possibility. True. I wouldn't mind that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Damian Priest with a with a little run with the title, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's all I really wanted to discuss from the WWE side. Like you said, we didn't watch SmackDown. We're recording this show on the day it happened, so we didn't really have time to take it in. So we'll leave that for next week's show. Right. Um, and we and we obviously already reviewed the previous SmackDown, right? We did. Yeah, yes. we did. So that was the whole LA Knight, the beginning of LA Knight's feud with Roman Reigns. And, Correct. Uh, that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious what happens with that this week. That would be should be pretty good. Yeah, uh, I watched some of it, but we'll we'll save it for next week. We'll save the discussion for next week. So sure. let's move sure. on. To, we're going to discuss Dynamite and Collision. So Collision is from uh, Saturday, October fourteenth, oh, and uh, I kind of uh, got I got the feeling when I was watching it at the time that the overall feeling that I'm like I'm liking this show. I thought it was kind of good i thought there was a lot in it that it was that was entertaining me i was really collision like, or or dynamite which collision so i liked collision more than dynamite yeah but we'll go through each one let's see what happened so let's start with collision october 14th 2023 can't believe it's already 2023 but it started with uh, well 2023 is al- almost over but yeah Jesus. it's over yeah. so, <laughs> it's almost 2024 screw so it up. Gonna be saying, i can't believe it's 2024 I cannot believe it's 2024. I can't believe it's 2023, man. This is nuts. When we, when it was 1999, you ever thought we would get here? I I didn't think, but that's true. I couldn't even fathom it. So that started with Edge, uh, yeah. coming out. So good start, okay? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's already a strong start. Okay. So he comes he comes out. He's talking about uh, what everything that Christian said at dynamite which was like a, a lot of bad things about his his wife and his his children that he's the godfather of but he's like i'm gonna be your right. real father and all this stuff so immediately right. once he mentions christian's name 
Christian's music hits and a, a lot of random people come out that we're like, what, what the heck is that? But it's security. So he comes out with a lot of security and uh, which is hilarious because he did say a lot of bad things to Edge. So he's going to come in with like a, a wall of security and he's going to come yeah. in. They're going to form a wall in, in front of him and blockade him <laughs> from Edge. So this this is hilarious. This is great. I'm already on board with this. On a, on a day where I'm ready to rip on AEW for the hor- horrible hard times in my life, um, so far I don't have anything bad to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm liking this so far. Edge and Christian. Okay. Uh, so Danielson comes out because he's going to be fighting Christian tonight on Collision. Main event is Christian Danielson. That's, that's, that's a great solid booking. So he comes out to uh, address Danielson or address Christian Excuse me. And I think there's going to yeah. be a parade of people coming out at this point. It's going to be like, uh, whose music hits that? It's Ricky Starks. So yep. Starks and Big Bill won the tag team title. Starks comes out. He's just like, um, you're, you guys are wasting my time. This is Ricky Starks' time, which I like that, right? That's kind of cool. Makes him kind of feel like a star. So he comes out, tells everyone. Oh, by the way, did you see this exchange with Edge? And I did. Ricky Starks, <laughs> which was a, a little funny. But I, I, the thing I don't understand about it is why Edge was giving him such a hard time. Like, isn't he there to kind of put the young guys over and help them look good, maybe? Like, why was he trying to bury Ricky Starks here? But I think I heard that Ricky Starks said something about him. We called him, like, bug-eyed or something. And then Edge went at him with, like, the insults really heavy. But it was an insult battle. It looked kind of legit and it, it kind of flustered ricky starks he, he he stuck with it he didn't like fall apart but it didn't make him look right. as cool as he kind of could have you know what i mean you, sure so, sure i don't know if you had any thoughts like this when you were actually watching it at the time I, I did i did i thought i saw that and i was like well yeah i mean it's one thing after like going after the the heel face going after the heel but yeah he it, it seemed to take a little bit uh of a personal route, like maybe they were improvising, which is okay sometimes, but you know, it depends on what story you're trying to, you're trying to tell here. I think they should be trying to tell the story of Starks being a star because they need a freaking star at this point. I I don't think. I agree. I agree. So, okay. But that's, that's my thought on that. Let's move on with the segment because I think more people come out. It's, it's FTR, right? So apparently we heard they had to drop the titles because they were injured, but they're right back here a week later um, getting physical as we're going to see. So, okay, I don't get that. makes me kind of feel more like that was just a booking decision to give the titles to Starks and Bill, but okay. Uh, And then how does this – this segment ends, I think all the good guys take out the security and the bad guys uh, kind of bail out. Powder out, powder out, right? Yeah, so – that it was a good start to the show that set up the main event and a bunch yeah. of other things, the tag title picture, Edge and Christian. Okay, so so far I'm digging it. I don't really have much bad to say. I don't know if you got anything no. to say. No, this was fine. This was fine. This was all okay. Fine. All right. Well, moving along. Let's see what let's see what they got next. Here's here's Christian and everybody taking off. Um, okay, so MJF is a uh, now a spokesperson against Jewish. <laughs> Hate. <laughs> like Jews, Jewish people getting bullied and you know yeah uh hate crimes and stuff like this but uh 
Okay, the thing I thought about this, this is all great and everything. Obviously, it's a good message, but yeah. it's MJF. <laughs> right? Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm wondering if this is because some of the criticism they took from that, that skit, or that not that skit, the interview, you know, with that way, with, um, with Juice Robinson when, when he was going to hit Robinson, him with, yeah. with quarters, right? Yeah. Quarters, like right the way the same way he was bullied when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is a response to that. This seems like something that was planned already. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I think well, obviously, you could, somebody could just say it's a response to obviously what's the stuff going on in the Middle East and all that. You know, we're not going to talk about that. But I'm just going to say that you know it could be a response just simply of that, which is fine. But you're right. But every time you see MJF's face, you kind of just like it makes you chuckle. You know, he's there with some athletes and the Patriots owner Robert Kraft, and it's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this scumbag doing there? You know? Well, that's okay. That's not. Is that my scumbag or is that not my scumbag? Let me ask you like a general wrestling thing because yeah, uh, he was a heel. The the worst, about as bad a heel as you could be. Um, yeah. For a many a long, a long stretch years, and then they switched some face, and now he's completely a face. Like even Tony yeah. Schiavone is like completely on his side, which correct. They did this kind of quick, like for a guy like MJF to turn from heel to face. I think yeah. people kind of forgave him. It seemed to me a little quickly and got on his side. And I know there was a whole thing about Adam Cole being popular and he just kind of latched on to that popularity, you know, as his friend on the show. But I don't think it's really that. I mean, it part of, partly was that. I think it's just that people really dig MJF and when they'd rather cheer him than boo him. And this was just give them a reason to. But do I agree with it uh, booking-wise? No, not really. I, I, I've said this is the last couple of Things even even though the Adam Cole thing was hailed or at least thought of in, in good terms, I didn't really particularly like it. Uh, I know they had that you know that match, and obviously people were interested in that match they had at, at the Wembley uh, pay per view. But still, it was it's not really it's really been poor storytelling and booking, and it's pretty much the worst thing MJF's been involved with probably since the beginning of AEW. All right, well, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that more on, later on. We're going to talk, we're going to discuss this. The, well, the thing I want to discuss yeah, yeah, yeah. from this segment is more like, was it too soon yeah. since he turned face that everything that he did as a heel is still kind of fresh in people's minds for him to be no, doing uh, well, no. something like this? Because said he, no, because I just said people want to cheer this guy. They do because they they know that he's the best. He is the best. He's by far the best. It's not even close. Like on that roster in that, but the, the problem is there's a lot of things holding him back, and it's mostly everybody else that's, that works there. That's why he needs to go on and go to WWE because – but as, as far as – no, it's not because, like I said, people – like people that – everybody just wants to cheer for this guy because – for different reasons. But Okay, if you want to cheer for him because you think he's a good worker, but I'm just saying how, how does it make sense just uh, marketing-wise and logistically that – he was such a horrible bad guy to a lot of people and right. said so many bad yeah. things to people that uh, you could use him like this to be like an ultra face in real life and send him to be well, well, the, well, hold the on. face Who of else would you, 
who else would you use? He's the one known really Jewish wrestler. Well, I don't know. Really don't. I, I, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it makes sense to me. I don't know. I'm not saying don't do it at all, but. Uh, uh, I think it's fine in this. What if he? Case. What if he was a heel right now? What if he was a heel at this minute? Yeah, sure. You then you then you definitely uh, you know you're breaking kayfabe there, and it's okay. You're, you're so if of... so if you turn face in the wrestling business, people just kind of. I guess it's true. People just forget about all the things you did as a bad guy. Like once you have that sure. moment where you turn face and and you help the good guy beat up the bad guy, now you're on his side, so they're gonna just forgive you for everything. So yeah, okay, I mean... but that but that always didn't sit right with me. No matter what era well, of wrestling I was watching. Well, like, sure, but what about like when Hogan yes. turned face again after he was he was NWO? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. that sucked. I never bought him again as a face. I always thought it was really stupid. I, I never. So you're like, saying you're saying you could never go back to being a face once you've turned heel? You could, but like sometimes it's it's too much. That that's been an issue in the past that you go back sure. and forth but too not, much. But not in Hogan's case, I don't think. I don't think you could say that he's like gone back and forth. He's usually been a face the majority of his career, except for the run with the NWO. You know, so yeah, I don't know. Ho no, Hogan went back and forth too much. He was a, a face, then a heel, then a face again in '99. Then when he went to WWF, they used him as a heel for NWO. Sure. Then he turned face again, and I guess that's where it ended. And TNA, that's then he was a heel. But then, uh, and then he turned face. And then he turned face. <laughs> so well, no, he so started face. So he started face. You see, here, you're making my argument for me. So, so okay, but sure. that, that's not the point here. But it just never sit right with me when, like, a guy like Randy Orton will punt Stephanie McMahon and kiss her in front of Triple H. And then two years later, now he's a good guy and they're having a tag team match in the show, yeah. you know, and all the kids are clapping for him. You know what I mean? People yeah. should remember yeah. better when people do bad things and just be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to cheer this guy and let him be a face because he was an asshole. Like, what do I look like? A dumbass here? Like, oh, okay, you're just gonna, you're turning him face, so now I'm gonna cheer for him. No, man. Uh, correct. That's uh, correct, guys. Okay. You are correct. I, so that's, that's one thing I'm gonna rip on about this. I mean, look, it's a hard thing to rip on because this is a, like we said, a great, uh, thing to do, right? I mean, especially yeah. with ha everything happening in the world and Jewish people have always had, always had problems with discrimination. Well so well, I think this one, this is fine. Uh, I was gonna say the reason this is fine is because he's a prominent Jewish wrestler. He's probably I'm not thinking he's only Jewish. There's probably others. I just don't know everybody that's Jewish. But he talks a lot about being Jewish in his promos and in his work and and it, what type of anti-Semitism that he's received. Whatever. So this is fine if they're if they're gonna put him in one of these things. Even I, I, even if he was a heel, I think it would be okay because given. The circumstances but definitely when he's a face it's fine you know all but right that's it that's let's, all I let's guess. move along let's move along uh we got we got let's some more along. to talk about uh we're gonna try to speed through these shows some things i know we linger on but some things we might want not want to linger on as much but uh the next match was samoa joe versus uh willie mack right willie mack so this this is an okay match i think it's willie good mack. to have joe on the card because he's the yeah He's, he's an important figure. He's in the world title picture. He's also ROH TV champion, which is a prominent thing, I guess, for them. And uh, so this was, you know, I'm, I'm skipping to the end, but sorry. Did you have something I, I, to say? I was just going to ask, so Willie Mack, you know Willie Mack? Is he like a Ring of Honor guy? 
Is he Ring yeah, of Honor? but I'm new. I'm new in Ring of Honor, honestly. I'm, but I do. I, I do know the name. I know he's had a lot of history there. So okay. Okay. I don't know much about him, and he's interesting. I mean, I don't know what. Uh, he's big. He reminds me of, in that Shane Taylor vein that they're kind of, you know, bigger guys. Yeah, but, bigger <laughs> but, guys. Yeah, working working with Joe. Well, you know. Yeah. So, so it ends with a muscle buster, which I think is impressive sure. that he can pick up Willie Mack like that. Uh, so good win you know we knew it was it was it was kind of a skippable match in a way because we knew who would win but i thought for sure it was fine that joe gets a spot on the card so i'm not going to rip on this one too much i'm still waiting for things to rip on i'm waiting for something to rip yeah. on it might come more from dynamite the things i rip on but anyway oh, yeah. so uh moving along cj perry is in the back um she's getting interviewed and she wants uh, guys who feel that they've been hard done or whatever and haven't gotten the opportunity. And I think Action Andretti is the first guy that comes in. He's like, I could use your, your advice or whatever. But she's happy. She got her first client. But this is going to come back in the storyline later on in the show. So I'm going to put that on hold and we'll discuss more when we we discuss, when we see the Miro promo. Uh, but for the moment, I'll get your comments on that then, but... For the moment, we have this Dan Housen video, and this showed up, I think, on Dynamite as well. So he's very nice, and he's very evil. So he might make very, a comeback. Very, very nice. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. I think uh, Robert asked uh, our our co our good friend Robert a, w- a couple weeks ago asked where has Dan Housen been. So we got, we got um, an answer. I have to be honest. Yeah, not really. I'm not a big fan of the comedy. I think it's a little funny, but. I don't really care if he's not there or if he is there, <laughs> whatever. No, uh, I don't care one, one way or another. Very nice, very evil. So the next match, I think, is Juice Robinson with all his boys. The whole Bullet Club yeah. gold come out. Jay White's still in possession of the World Heavyweight title belt, the big blueberry belt, as Jim Cornette calls it. <laughs> 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 or uh, the Bang Bang belt, as the Bullet Club call it. I like that, too. Still... Triple yeah. B, but uh, he's facing Christopher Daniels. Okay, so I'm I'm a, as big a Daniels fan as anybody, um, but he hasn't been on the show. He's uh, not not been very prominent. But I so, guess he's just. So let me ask you. I mean, you said you were in, like the show. I mean, I'm not saying it was, but uh, the opening segment was good. But these these are very skippable matches. Willie Mack versus Joe, uh, Juice Robinson versus Christopher D- Daniels. I mean, everybody knows that. Well, not everybody knows, but a lot of people know that Daniels is just like he's more of an agent, a creative guy. He's a, I don't know if he's a booker, but he's part of like he's an agent for AEW. So it's just a filler match that it's like they didn't have anybody else they could throw out there uh, just to fill like whatever, 10 minutes, 15, whatever it was, whatever this match lasts. So well, listen, this was, someone's got to do a exciting. job for Juice because he's he's needed to look good. We've been praising him. To the high no, heavens for his, his gimmick I, yeah, and his like personality and his work. Um, I just don't know if it should be Christopher Daniels at this point. But yeah, exactly. That's kind of that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. That I, I'm a biggest fan of Daniels as anybody. I've seen a lot of Daniels in TNA. That was sure. great. He's just not in his prime, and they're not using him. So the people who, the mythical people that we say are the casual viewers which there probably aren't any. But if you were a guy who was just happened to be watching for the past, you know, couple months or something, you would have no clue who Christopher Daniels is. It wouldn't mean anything. So, no. But the one thing I will say positive about just the Bullet Club being in any match 
I know uh, is is um, the way they they're there to kind of bully people on the outside once they throw <laughs> once they get thrown at once the opponent gets thrown into the outside of the ring they're there to kind of taunt and do their thing so they're entertaining it's it's nice to have the guns and juice out there um, together I just, so well you know what though I I don't see what this is doing for the guns I mean to be honest, being part of this team. They're not really, they're like second bananas to this. So I don't understand, like they were part of like, like I guess, and weren't they tag team champions for like a bit? And now they're yeah. just like, now they're just like. I like them nothing. together though. This is a cool group. They're fun together. They're friends. Yeah, you know. but this is do nothing for the, the, the guns. Nothing. They're in the like, Bullet Club gold. This is, this is they're in a, in a in a hot group. This group is hot. This group is. This in, is not a hot group. They are a hot Whatever. group right now. They're in the world no. title scene. They're oh, in the. Oh, man. He, Juice Robinson's going to. disagree. <laughs> they're not in a hot group. You know, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're in one of the more prominent groups of the moment. In, okay. Okay. They're in a prominent AEW group. I'll give you that. That's a fair st- statement. Not a hot group. I don't consider them a hot group. I think, you know, it is what it is, but. I don't really see what this is doing for the guns. I see what it's doing for Juice, and I see what it's doing for Jay White. I'm having a hard time understanding what the guns gained by being a part of this. Uh, creatively, booking-wise, nothing. They were part of its tag team champ, at least, or tag team division before. Now they're just helping uh, those guys win matches, basically. And, and and when they're in matches, they always lose. So, I don't know. Well, they already had their run with the title. I don't know if they're going to get another title run, but at least they're. I didn't say they have to get uh, whatever. Okay, at least they're on. being featured. To... At least they're being featured. At least they're they're in they're Not in the more. they're on the screen, oh. man. If they weren't in the oh, Bullet okay. Club, what the hell else would they be doing? You know. I don't know. I mean, you uh, okay? Fine. Let's move on. I, let's just say that I disagree that this has helped them one iota. But okay. I think it's better than not being on TV, which is kind of what seems to happen with guys who aren't okay. in the loop. So okay. That's fair. If they were going to completely take them off TV and this was the only option, then, I mean, shame on them, but okay. And yes, I agree. This is better than nothing. All right, well, let's just skip to the ending of this match. Juice wins. Oh, my God. We're still on this match? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, we're still on this match, but uh, it was a Juice victory. So for the guys like... For the guys like Jim Cornette who say you got to give your guys wins to make them look good. So this is a win. I know it's... It's uh, not a very entertaining match or anything, but you know sometimes the guys just gotta look good. What do you want me to say? So yeah, uh, I agree with that part too. Okay, so that's why I can't dock too many points still yet, even though there's been a couple matches where they weren't really exciting. I think Joe and Juice are prominent enough that they needed a spot on this show. But anyways, let's move along. Uh, I think uh, post match they have a little get together, and uh, Jay White presents Juice with a ring. Uh, like the way MJF has his dynamite diamond ring. So they're still messing with MJF. They give him a ring, and Juice cuts a promo saying it was uh, twenty four ninety nine at Walmart, and they, they hit uh, Christopher Daniels with it, nail him. Oh, I got that backwards. They nailed Christopher Daniels first, and then they cut the promo. So Sure. Oh, okay. Well, that's, either way, it's fine. He, uh, you know, he knocks out losers like MJF even without a ring. So that's why he's like, with the ring, he's gonna take over. And what? It, what so is this where he he announces that he's gonna be in that uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal or something on Wednesday? I, I want to say yes, yes. So, uh, 
which is kind of they're 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 again staking their claim to ruining MJF's life, taking his title at the Full Gear pay per view and taking his ring. By the way, I was thinking that if he does take that ring next Wednesday, that could be a telling sign about whether MJF is gonna uh, resign with AEW because no, if it's coming off, it's got to come off right now. You know what I mean? True. So. To me, this is going to be very interesting in a way. I, I think there's a chance Juice could win just because of that. But although I've heard some rumors that MJF is going to stay in AEW. So. That would be a horrific mistake on his part, in my opinion. But that's, that's I mean, if it, you know, it's his choice. He's a big boy. He knows what he's doing. But I'm just saying, if I was him, it's not, it's not even a question. It's, not, it's a no-brainer to me. But okay. All right, so we're going to move along. Uh, Jay White, I think MJF was not here on this day, so he's not going to yeah. show up to. They, they mentioned that throughout that show, if I remember correctly, that he's so, not there that day. Yeah. Okay, so I was a fan of this segment for Juice, I guess. I liked hearing him talk. I liked seeing oh, yeah, him me too. Uh, you know beat like up Juice. Daniels after the match, little post-match beatdown. Uh, I think it uh, was good, good heat, so... It was okay. I'm okay with this. Let's see what comes up next. Um, oh, crap. My computer technical is... Difficult. Technical difficulties. Crap. All right, there Crapola. we go. I got it to work. Uh, so Dustin Rhodes is being uh, introduced for that diamond, dynamite diamond ring battle royal on... Uh, Wednesday, mm -hmm. so they're trying to promote that and have like a little bit of a backstory. Although Dustin Rhodes hasn't been used for anything, and so this is kind of okay. a wasted segment to me. Yeah, I'm gonna rip on this segment. The fuck is this shit? Wasting our goddamn time. No one cares about Dustin Rhodes. Okay, moving along. <laughs> uh, this is where <laughs> okay. this uh... is where Nick Wayne. Here's the news that he's going to have to have a, a sit-down interview with his mother and Jim Ross on Wednesday. Yeah. And he gets all kind of mad. He's like, why do I have to do this? But in the end, he's like, all right, fine. You want to sit down and interview? Let's do it. So this is something they tease for Dynamite. So that's going to be an interesting attraction when we get there. Let's put that on hold. We'll talk about that later on. Kyle Fletcher against, uh, okay, one of the guys yeah. from... This is fucking brutal. I don't know what you're talking about. This is awful. <laughs> These guys are called Iron Savages, right? One of the guys from Iron Savages. So it's yeah. it's well, they got to get Kyle Fletcher in there because he's going to be prominent in the story coming up later on on Dynamite. So you know, I guess they just want to expose him to the people, get him a win. It's a big power bomb here with this big guy, which is kind of impressive, I guess. But yeah, overall. I mean, I, I think this is another situation of just, it's useful to get him on. I can't say it's completely useless. Like, it's, this isn't like Serpentico against Fuego del Sol or something, but it's it's <laughs> it's, so it's not that bad, but it's it's not great, but okay. Uh, you don't care about it, though, I think. But no. I do moving not. on, uh, so the Acclaimed are back here, and they're, they're talking about um, how Max Caster has been kind of weird trying to get MJF's friendship going, his friendship with MJF, and he's trying to offer his help for the bullying that Bullet Cup Gold is... is and and, and they, they have a legitimate, uh, logical step that they need a four-on-four -four match, and, you know, the acclaimed are available, and MJF just won't take his help. And uh, 
Billy Gunn and Max Caster offer to uh, help him act more like normal. And they send Renee away to kind of train him for a second. And he says, uh, they tell him to say something nice. And uh, Renee comes back and he says, uh, how about them oral sessions? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which was her podcast name. And then she gets, all, she gets all offended. Like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, I don't know why she would get offended at that. She's the one who actually made the name. <laughs> That's so, the name of her show. Yeah. Okay. It was. I think she changed it. But She did. She did. Anyway, so these guys from Jericho Appreciation Society, they come out and they kind of castigate and dress down the acclaim, telling them that their gimmick is stupid. Nobody likes the scissoring. You know, it's it grow up, you know, and these uh, idiots are saying that somebody's gimmick is stupid. My God, it's, it's, but they're right. They're right. But but then it's like, have they looked in the mirror? <laughs> you know, type of thing. <laughs> Look at these clowns. It's, I'm surrounded by clowns. Yeah, so um, this segment ended with Daniel Garcia wanting to do his dance, but they got a thing going where his boys don't really want him doing that dance anymore. And it's really annoying because everyone really wants to see the dance, but yeah, uh, they're they're teasing it. So anyways, yeah. the acclaimed will come back Good. in the next show. We'll come, come back. Talk to you guys later. So the next match... Sky blue. <laughs> oh, she's she's got a little dark thing going here, right? She's I think yeah. she's trying to change her character up too a little bit. She's got her uh, um, little darker um, eye makeup. What do you think of that? Maybe she, yeah, maybe I think they're going for possible heel heel turn with her. It looks like. Well, they did do an explanation a little bit that she got missed in the face yeah. by Julia Hart, and that kind of does something to people. I guess it does something to her mentally. It messed yeah. with her head. I thought it was strange because the same night that Tony Storm was going crazy and she was fighting Sky Blue, and then Sky Blue was kind of going crazy in the same match, and I was like, man, she should kind of let Tony Storm have the spotlight here. But it turns out she was doing her own fucking heel turn too at the same time. So sometimes w AEW are not organized like this, but okay. So yeah, but, I'll take but I it. Think Tony Storm is um, is a face at this point, isn't she? Yes, she's a face. Yeah. So. Yeah. But okay, so they're they're doing something interesting with Sky Blue. That's that's fine. I'll take it. But she's facing off against Chris Statlander, A A W T B S T B S title, and um, yeah. it was a good match. I don't really remember much from it, but I think uh, she caught her with her move at the end. It was a fine yeah. match. Um, it was okay. Nothing crazy. Nothing bad. I don't remember. Yeah, nothing bad. I, I don't want to say anything bad about sky blues work she's pretty solid you know but um maybe uh maybe later on she could get a run or something we'll see but moving on uh oh this this was strange at the end i guess there was a little afterbirth where sky blue didn't want to shake her hand and willow comes in and he's like don't don't mess with her she's all right i'll take care of it but willow is kind of maybe going to join maybe be with Sky Blue. Okay, I don't know. This this is all weird to me. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't like how well, it's being welcome, done. Really. Well, welcome to the AW Women's Division. Nothing really is going to be make sense, you know. So this is this is part of the AW experience, the Women's Division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we do know where it's sort of headed, I guess. But moving on. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Um, Kyle Fletcher cuts a promo okay 
I don't know. I'll keep the challenges Kenny Omega for Wednesday. Correct. Which is correct. Gonna be something we're gonna cover up on a little bit later on the show. Uh, Roosh, Roosh just kind of uh, finally got his boys together. Preston Vance, Tralistico, and uh, <laughs> they, I guess they'll make a comeback. He took care Good. of them, and uh, oh, Jose, the assistant too. So, where? Border control when you need them, man. I tell you, we need to keep these guys in Mexico. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Okay. Do we really need them to come back? I think they'll find where they are. Maybe they could fight for Triple A. I don't mind Roosh as a character, bro. I just don't. If they don't have good creative for him, then it's gonna be useless, anyways. But I think he's fine. It's gonna be the case. It's not. It's not his fault, though. But I. I like Roosh. I don't. I don't. Who's mind who's to blame for these ridiculous backstage that these segments where they were kidnapped and almost murdered, and and were bloody and and they I think they killed the people that were holding them. <laughs> there were dead bodies laying on the ground. <laughs> so whoever is responsible for that. Yeah, I don't like how they really did this storyline. It could have been interesting in a way, but or or Tony Khan or whoever else, whoever was directing or who's in charge of these videos, they're the reason that this is they're dead before they even come back. You know, this is to me, it's it's done. Like you can't do anything with them anymore. They've killed them. They've killed they've killed them worse than they got killed in those segments. All right, okay. I guess I never looked at it that way. I mean, yeah. I was gonna give it a chance, but if you say they're done, fuck it. When they I come back, I'm done. not even gonna. I'm not gonna even pay no, attention. No, no, you could watch and we could compare notes again and see if I'm right. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Limitless Keith Lee. Okay. Oh this my is, god. He's this facing is off such against such a horrific uh, show. Oh my god. Okay. Bro. This, this is, is a this worst. is a dead spot. This is a bad booking. I will say this is a waste of time. Although Keith Lee's move is like a sit-down power bomb, I guess it's kind of relatively impressive that a fat guy can do that. But yeah. uh, waste of time. Okay, moving on. This is a waste of time. Stop wasting our time, Tony Khan. <laughs> well, the thing is, you, know, you can make that argument like, oh, well, you know, like the same argument you've been making. Well, you know, these guys need to get on TV and get some wins. Well, Keith uh, Lee, you can't make that argument for. He doesn't need to get on TV. What if they're gonna use him? Let's see. But I don't think so. They're just yeah, gonna forget about him. That's what exactly my point. If he was gonna go somewhere and do something with it, yeah. But since they're not, who cares? This is a. You're right. Absolutely. This is a waste of time because we know nothing's gonna happen with Keith Lee. It's gonna lead to nothing. Uh, okay, so here's the Miro segment we were talking about earlier. That he, I guess he's trying to protect his wife. He will still protect his wife, and he thinks her being involved with wrestlers and, uh, you know, trying to be a manager is just a dangerous ordeal. So he doesn't want her involved. And anyone who's going to try to get her to be his manager, he'll beat them up too. And that's why he grabbed Action and Dreddy. <laughs> so he's going to fight Action and Dreddy. They actually booked this, I think, for next Saturday. So he's, yeah. he's, he's going to sabotage this whole C.J. Perry uh plan that he had that she has to become a prominent manager um what do you think of that idea that he's feuding i guess the feud is with his wife is that what it's just well, an angle it's an angle with his wife 
It's yeah, the first it's major angle that he's had in AEW, and it's with his wife. Right. I, I, well, I'm a little confused because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want her to manage him, but he doesn't want her to manage anyone else either. It's it's a weird thing. It's like, well, you distract me. I don't get out of here. But also, maybe he just doesn't want her in AW, and that's the thing. Like he just doesn't want her anywhere near any. Just get out of here. Don't be around wrestling. You, you yeah. don't belong in wrestling. It's a distraction to him. Exactly. He's trying to focus and work hard and work out and just have a one-track mind and try to win a title in AEW. He doesn't want to think about how she's going to be in a match yeah. or managing somebody I mean, and maybe she's going to get hurt or attacked by yeah. the other guy or something. Yeah, so true. I guess it's an you interesting idea. Now that, we, now that we talk through it, I'm completely on your side. <laughs> I, yeah. think I'm okay, I think I'm okay yeah, with this too. Yeah. Get out of here, CJ Perry, with your good-looking self. Don't. Yeah, it's it's too hard to focus. He's going to just want to, you know, you can't have a relationship and be successful in wrestling, too. Because, you know, you're going to want to be up all night doing the doing the nasty when you got to wake oh. up early and work out. So hmm. you can't mix the two, man. you got to focus full, full, <laughs> full stop, one you, or the other. You don't think you could have a successful wrestling career and have a wife? Is that what you said? Not a successful relationship. Okay, if the wife doesn't want to hang out with you ever, then okay. But, you know, I guess there's a lot of women like that. They don't really care if you're there. They just want your money. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> let's move Yeah. Let's move, let's move on before we, we lose all the women. Any audience that we have with females. Are, Man, that's got to be like nothing. You know, I, I should yeah. look that up. I know on the analytics it has that. There's, yeah. There might, there might be a way to find out, but uh, I'm sure it's all yeah, it's got to be all guys. Off, let's talk offline and see if we can figure that out. So the next thing they promote is uh, this match they're going to have on Rampage for Rocky Romero and Mystico. Okay, I want to say something. I and say something they have like a quick. whole video package uh, describing yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, this incredible rivalry yeah. they've had and that Rocky mm -hmm. Romero is apparently this incredible – uh, heel in in Mexico or something. Uh, what do you, what do you think of them trying to transfer this over to AEW? Vlad? I don't think anything good. I think it's ridiculous. There's, there's some there's some main segments, some main angles they don't even have these type of video packages for. But they have this for two guys that don't that are having a feud in Mexico. It's 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 beyond bizarre. But I know the one thing, the other thing I want to say, I was at the gym and I, I saw it because they were showing Rampage from like the East Coast feed. Uh, and I was just kind of like, kind of watching it. These guys had a long, long match. Every time I looked, they were, so they were wrestling for the first 20 minutes of the show. And that was at least, I was like, what is happening in this match? Man? Well, it was like an epic match. Like, so apparently this is like an incredible feud that they, I don't know, I guess Triple yeah. H, Triple A had a, Probably has some kind of deal with AEW. Try to. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's definitely some something like. Is that. this AAA? It says CML. I, I don't really know what's oh, going CML? on. Oh CML. Oh, I don't know then. Whatever CML. Whatever. What is CML? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I guess it's another. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's another Mexican wrestling organization that I'm not familiar with. You know, I'm not so you think so? You very... think this was awful? Yeah, I do. I do because nobody cares about this. That's the pro that's the thing, and they have they've never even mentioned these guys before, so to have them have this video package like like this is Austin and Rock or something is pretty ridiculous. 
you know. <laughs> so, like, who gives a shit about Romero and Mystico? I mean, Mystico has never wrestled on AEW television until this Friday. But yeah, he's wrestling on Rampage, which is like what, like, the worst of the worst of AEW shows. The one nobody even watches. Nobody even pretends to watch. Like, only their true diehard. I've tried to keep up with Rampage, but it sometimes it is difficult to force in that hour of of yeah, yeah. kind of subpar wrestling. Just to, and forward through it, like try to get and done with it in like five minutes, ten minutes tops, just to see what happens. That's that's the only way I watch Rampage. There's no way I'm well, watching a full one hour of Rampage. It's insane. I'm not I'm not I'm not a freaking sociopath, Kaylon. Well, look, if this match was like any good, or if they they had like a decent feud. I think it does it a disservice to transfer it over here to AEW where no yeah. one is watching it and no one really Nobody cares. cares. So Nobody cares about this. that kind of sucks for them. If, if, if there was a decent feud and they, they concluded it here on Rampage where nobody really saw it or whoever saw sad. it didn't really care, didn't really know the whole yeah. story. So Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. I'm with you there. I'm going to rip on that whole thing where they, they gave a whole video package to Rocky Romero and Mystico. Give that a thumbs yeah. down. Uh, the main event was the American Dragon, Brian Danielson against Christian, or as he's known now, Christian Cage. Um, okay. I like calling him Christian. I don't know why. I think it's cooler. It just rolls off the tongue. One name. He's the only Christian to me. Um, so this was a good match. I don't know if I if I bookmarked any highlights. I mean, that's pretty athletic right there from Christian and. In his old age, these guys had a, a bunch of crazy spots like this. Yeah, it was a really good match. Good work. Really good Very match. Good. I think this was kind of a good spot where they were threatening to suplex Christian onto the outside, and he's holding on for dear life. I like that. Um, that was a good move right there by Christian, too. Still still at the top of his game. Top of his game he's with he's Brian Danielson. See, so the, here's another thing. See, I, I got to tell you, I'm going to give this show a better grade because this is a good main event. And uh, yeah. I know there was a lot of bad stuff in the middle, but... Um, Dude, the only things that have been good at all are the opening and, and, and the main event. The opening <laughs> segment and the main event. Everything else has been filler. Yeah, you know what? No, the way you put it, it's probably true. But except for maybe the Miro thing, I like that. Yeah, but... yeah okay. Um, so there was a spear and a, a kill switch. I think this was a false finish, though. So this wasn't... Um, I think Danielson had one too, though, where he hit the he hit the knee, the the psycho yeah. knee, I guess as they call it, and hit yeah. that was a false finish too. And I think in the end there was interference because um, there has to be a. But, well, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne were banned, but Big Bill and Ricky Starks were the ones yeah, Ricky, that Ricky right. Starks okay, came okay, out of nowhere. Hit him right. Okay, now it came back to me because he's still uh in a way, feuding with Danielson, I guess. Is that going to lead to another match with them, or what? what's what's that about? Oh, it my God. Well, it looks like, it looks like based on that, it's, that he helped Christian win the match, right? Oh, God. If they're going to go, go around with that in another circle for Danielson-Starks thing, I'm not so happy about that. But, okay, so Christian keeps the title, and I think they're going to do a, a post-match beatdown, right? And yeah. uh, who's who's gonna come save? Uh, FTR is the first ones, and uh, I think uh, Edge too. Gallops in right. there. 
<laughs> so they're gonna take everybody yeah. out. I think they Big Bill's gotta help Starks um, leave. Is this the one where like Nick Wayne gets like beat up by everybody? It's yeah, Nick bad. Wayne's unfortunately the only guy left in the ring, so they're gonna right. they're gonna spear okay. him. They're gonna spear him. But uh, okay, so that's Collision. You know, I'm gonna give yeah. Collision this week uh, a C plus. I know you're gonna give it a worse grade than that, but I'm gonna give it a C. Plus. Yeah, no, it's a C minus probably because the opening segment was fine, pretty good. the ma- The main event was worth watching and all that stuff, but everything in between, you have to get to those things. It was rough going, man. Some of the stuff you were showing me. Every se- every other thing I said, oh my god. Well, the Samoa Joe, <laughs> Willie Mac, uh, the Willie Keith Mack, Lee one, the, you know the Keith Lee. There was. Fletcher versus some guy. And, oh my God, they they so were not uh, they were not exciting matches, but they weren't bad matches. They weren't like really mm-hmm. horrible. It wasn't like Orange Cassidy type of thing where you're like, man, no, this is a no. joke. You know, oh, I, yeah. this is a joke. There's only, one, my... there's only one Orange Cassidy. They were guys who went out there and did did work, you know, and they needed some wins. And they needed to make some guys look good. And the, the beginning and the end was good enough to, like, I'll say it was an acceptable show. I, I kind of... Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, so, um, so you give it a C minus. All right. Well, let's move along. We got dynamite to do. Let's do that. Oh, we'll yeah. call it a night. Okay. Let's do dynamite. Let's run through dynamite. So this is October eighteenth now, Wednesday. That's a couple of days ago, and we start this mm-hmm. one with uh, Penta El Cerro Miedo against yeah. uh, Jay White, the AW World Heavyweight Champion, and. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone, who was on Collision, by the way, we didn't really mention that. I thought that was interesting no. that he got added to the Collision crew. But so he's on both shows now. But he's really laying it in thick with the uh, hatred for Bullet Club Gold because he's the MJF guy now. So you could hear him talking about how these guys are just bad people. Bad. They're bad. They're just bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so their uh, Penta started off with a dive, obviously. They, they got to do that. He didn't even hit Jay White, to. though. He hit everyone no. else but Jay White. Um, this was this was the booking. Okay, I don't know about the booking, these two. The only thing I'll say, again, same thing like Collision. At least it gives the Bullet Club goal a chance to, you know, show their personality, mess with the guys, <laughs> taunt them when they fall out of the ring. Okay. Also, the fact that it's Penta and Jay White, they're very athletic, so they could do, like, a lot of moves that um, – a lot of people can't do, but this move in particular, I think, was a false finish for which was a false finish for Jay White kicked out. But if you look at this move again, man, this would have been like a cruiserweight move, like in a WCW match. But this is the ending. This, if you pull this off, the crowd is gonna go, "Oh shit!" And that's a three count. Okay, that's a fine move mm. to do, but that should be the end of the match. If you're gonna do something that wicked, then don't do it. If it's gonna be a kick out, don't do it. Um, so. This is a this is a situation where I think they're just kind of this match was a little too long. I think it didn't have to be. Um, so Bullet Club Gold though they do win with interference. So this is the part where Bullet Club at least they distract the ref and and mm. Juice Robinson nails Penta with the the ring. I think it left the left hand of God they call it. And um, so that's a three count. Jay White wins. Yeah. Bullet Club starting the show off. Um, this is going to be another promo, though. Another promo that MJF doesn't come out and rebuke. 
because he can't. It's just four on one. And uh, Jay, Jay White and Juice get a chance to talk. I liked Juice more than Jay White probably because, uh, you know, he's For taunting. Sure. He's still still taunting MJF. He's going to take that ring from him. That's what he's, he's doing. So I, I like that they put him in this spot to take the diamond ring. I think that's a good booking. Okay, that's cool because they're all involved together. So, so far, uh, yeah, I didn't really want to see Penta versus Jay White. But okay, let's see what else they got going on. I don't know. You want to rip let's the booking see. or no? Do you want to rip the booking? No, no. It's not you don't want to say no. it was horrible. You know, it, it was it was okay. It was whatever. You know, they had. I I didn't like well, the match in particular. I I didn't think it was a good match, but. No, it was not. It was your typical match that you would get with Penta or Ray Phoenix. You know, Ray Phoenix. No. Um, oh yeah, either one. You, you know. say you're saying they're either one. the same. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, well, yeah, they wrestled the same style. How about that? Well, let's see what came up later on the show. We got, uh, sorry. Oh, MJF, he was in the back, so he was watching the whole time. And uh, he's uh, he's like saying, I'm not going to go out there and be stupid and get my ass beat, things like that. And I think the acclaimed come, and he offers to help them, and then they can scissor afterwards, you know? He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> MJF didn't accept, obviously, and... Uh, Oh, he was, yeah, that's how it ended. He said that he's going to enter that Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal and MJF is going to have to put a ring on it. So MJF left because that was a gay thing to say, I guess. <laughs> but uh, these guys... Uh, I don't know. Just, yeah, these guys I are... Know, uh, I, don't know I don't know what the hell we're doing anymore. So they MJF. say MJF, that guy's a scumbag. And, um, and, and you're like, saying... That's my scumbag. You should say... You're saying that MJF should stay in this company? I didn't say he should. I said I heard he's going to. I see. Okay, he must know something I don't. He must see something that I don't see. So this, I I was trying to explain how this segment ended. It was a little cringe where Billy Gunn said, man, what a scumbag. And Max Cassidy goes, yeah, but he's my scumbag. So, okay. Um, This is a little... Is this lame? Is this lame? This is the this is terrible. This, this is, is lame. This is lame, lame wrestling. Ter- <laughs> this is very bad. Lame, terrible, awful. Anything <laughs> negative that you could any words you want to use to describe this. This is this is dumb. This is silly. This is ridiculous. Why is this on air? You know, all these things. Like well, this the, has been their know, gimmick for a long time now, and it's been over. But why is MJF involved in this crap? Why they you don't want to get him involved in an over gimmick? This is such a... Li- no, they're not over anymore. They've completely been cooled off. Nobody cares about Acclaimed anymore. Nobody. Zero people care about Acclaimed right now. They have... The, That's they, not true. I mean, absolutely... They mean you got one right little. here. At least one. <laughs> All right, go, 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 go scissor yourself with that comment. You know, I, no, but for real, I, I mean, I think they, they, they mean as as little as they've ever meant. They meant something when they were the world, the tag team champions, not these trio silly titles. Um, you know, and that's it. They they got themselves over, but it, that time has passed, and they're completely they're completely cold right now, completely. So Sheeta, she also has a video package for explaining oh how she God. won the women's title. 
Um, and they move on from that into a match with her and Emi Sakura, who is the trainer of a lot of these Japanese girls, I guess. And that's what she's mm-hmm. known for, that she's and the master. The, and, and, and that's and that's if she's the trainer, can you imagine? How yes. The, I've the, never really been a fan of Emi Sakura's work in AEW. I think she's okay, but I think she's a little...